I always thought it was cool driving by Pelican Rapids and they had the giant pelican in the waterfall there. They're not there. That's not there anymore. What? They moved him. Why? Where? Uh, well, he's taking a vacation because they're finally fixing all that up. They put him up to this upstate New York. <laughs> you went to a farm in upstate New York. Hey, Pelly, no. You went to a farm in upstate New York. I just got really tired. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt, Danny, Anthony, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode 182 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news podcast for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts. I'm Matt. Over there is... That's... No, Danny. Yeah. Oh, damn, no do you, Danny. Do you think he's striking those uh, ivory tusks? I think he is. I bet he's striking ivory tusks. I think so. Shit, I didn't come up with a billiards fact for this week. Hold on. Can I think of another fact? Give me a chance. Oh, Over yeah. there. Is it? No, no Garrett. There's no Garrett either. No Big G. He's yeah. gone. Okay. So it's not... Is, is it just me? It's just you and... Just me. And over oh, there and we got... We got uh, the Explorer Loser... <laughs> Yeah. Anthony. <laughs> do you want me to tell the story quick for that one? I mean, clearly you're going to have to. Like, I feel like that's now your obligation whenever you do shit like this. I know. You I have to you. tell the story behind it. Give this, context. This is, context is key. So if anyone was playing on Arena this weekend, they had from like after Saturday's reset thing till I think sometime for today's reset, they had an Explorer League challenge thing going on. So you could play up to um, get seven wins. Best two out of three match type stuff. So your first loss, you're done. And like the top end was in um, no, no gem winning. It was all golden packs. Okay. That's so pretty like, good. Yeah, exactly. Top end was you could win. So the entry was 400 gems or 2,000 gold. Top win was 30 packs of the new Innistrad Remastered. Oh, fuck. And 7,000 gold. And the explanation behind why I am the Explorer loser is because I ran that probably... I'm going to say upwards of like 15 times. Oh, that's way higher and, than I thought it was going to be. And I couldn't get past two wins. And I, I was using everything from jank decks to top tier decks. And somehow, I shit you not, every time I used a top tier deck, I would always get paired up against the worst meta play that I'd have to go against in the top tier stuff. And I was just like, this is astronomically impossible that I would keep ending up facing these types of setups. So anyways, that's why I'm the Explorer loser, and I am just whatever. Anthony, but I had a lot of fun, though. I have something right here for you. It is this thing that we're starting. It's uh, a program oh, yeah? to, what, to help called? people. It's, 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 it's a program to help people get better Oh yeah. when, when it comes to playing Magic. Yeah. What is uh, that? Believe it or not, it's a two-step program. It's supposed yeah. to be easy. I know a lot of these two-step <laughs> programs are supposed to, like, it, it seems like bullshit, but I... Like I've been guaranteed, oh. I've been told that you can you you can survive off of this two step program. I'm, oh. I'm reading it verbatim right here. Okay, what step is, what one, is and this is just like the generalization. Yep. This is giving you a summary of what step yeah. one is. Yeah, yeah. It's called get. Okay, I okay. gotta get. Get. It. You gotta okay. get. And that's gotta step get. one. Step one is important. It's key of this whole program to Can't improve get your it magic. You get it. Yes. Step two. Yeah. Is good. 
but there's a big key thing about here. Good yeah. is spelled G-U-D. Oh, so, so, so it's, it's supposed really to open guttural, your, like good. It, it opens get your mindset. Good. It's supposed to allow you to think in different okay. aspects. So the, the gist of it is you're supposed to get yeah. good. Okay. And that's the, the, the two-step program. Oh, good. Good to know that I still suck. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, that was my Explorer. I had a lot of fun playing it, though. Like, I did. I actually, um, one of my favorite matches I did play was, I, I, I said it right out loud before I even started that match, too. I was like, I was playing Rakdos scan or Rakdos uh an explorer and i was like oh this is gonna be one of those days i bet i'm gonna be like a mere one match here on this dude dude was playing a mirror, was playing rakdos and i was like oh my god but i beat him though i was like that's right it's fucking mine and then you lost to some stupid jank that just double clapped your cheeks all the way to the candy store yeah there <laughs> the the that game that I, that game was actually i lost to uh lost to a lot of green white angels and then, you ooh, know, you remember a couple of weeks back when we were talking about that uh, special uh, dominating, uh, or not, not dominating, Brothers War elf, elf that taps for two mana of any color for a creature spell or whatever, and works with the Lich? Oh, with the uh, Azerac or whatever? Yeah. yeah, that one. Dude had that against me in one of my And did the matches. Azerac shits? I know. Oh, and shit. I, and I made him, I made him <laughs> win with the combo. I was like, I'm not going to just concede to you, dude. <laughs> Like you, you want to play this combo, infinite combo stuff? I'm like, guess what? You're gonna have to kill me with the infinite combo, and I made him do it, and that's fine. We'll discuss magic decorum on another day, but yeah. but that's anyways. <laughs> that's the end of it. I'm new visiting myself. We got to move on, and get the good stuff. Yeah, we didn't even we didn't even get to the point of saying we're glad that you decided to join us this week. Oh, this is when, why I don't do explanations anymore. When uh, Big G and Dan here are away, Matt and Anthony will have their way. And play. And play. All day. Yeah. We're having a 24-hour Twitch stream, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but we'd like to take a moment at the top of the uh, of the episode to express our sincerest gratitude to you, dear listener. If you made it through that first bit there, pat yourself on the back because, yeah, it's not going it, to, it's, it's going to be a bit of a bumpy ride for the rest of the episode here. Probably I, true. It, it's not like, it's not a knock against us. It's just being realistic and knowing both of us. True. Also, you need to keep reading here. Let's go. No, what? Danny. Danny is somewhere around in this room. I can, spell <laughs> I can sense him. We know that there are other countless MTG podcasts out there to choose from, and we're honored that you chose to listen to ours. We appreciate your support and your feedback, and we want you to know that we are always striving to improve and make our podcast the best that it can be. We could not do this without you, and we are grateful for your continued support. So from all of us here at This Week in MTG, in spirit or not, thank you for listening. We hope that you continue to join us on this podcasting journey. Also, another big thank you. We got to give a special thank you to the Patreons of this podcast. Their monetary support goes to hosting the website, the podcast feed, buying the packs and the cards for the monthly Patreon giveaways, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so we give a big, ginormous thank you to Wade97, Amu the Fox, Noah, Slade, Nikki, No Modifier, Jacob, Christian, Maddie K, Barra, Chimera, Casey B, Taylor M, and Ricky R. Thank you to each and every one of you for being like straight up badasses for doing this. If you guys want to be crazy and supporting us too, check out our Patreon. Links are down below. We have two tiers currently, a $3 tier and a $10 tier. $3 gets you put in for a monthly drawing for booster packs. Uh, right now we're drawing for three boost booster packs per session. And uh, then there's a $10 tier that we're only drawing for one card right now. As soon as we get to 20 Patreons, we'll draw for two cards. 
but uh, the packs and the cards fit a theme of uh, our choosing for the month. And May's theme, we decided last week, is going to be mommy theme. Yeah, we have, for we have, mom. We haven't decided which card. That or we're gonna, cards. Card or cards that we're going to do. But uh, March of the Machine uh, set booster packs is what we're going to be giving away yep. for the $3 tier. And we're still trying to figure out the card or cards that are mommy mommy themed you know like my mom thanks mom show us uh the, the the kind of magic cards that are like thank you mom may i have another kind of thing and so so well you can always ellis norn's always a great option ellis norn is a great option. She, option she is a good mother she cares for her children she cares for her children but if you don't feel like supporting us on patreon you can also check out uh you can also support us by sharing this episode with your playgroup or your lgs rival Another excellent way of supporting us is by rating and reviewing us on whatever podcatcher you're listening to on. Apple Reviews, Spotify, they just have stars. So do whatever star rating if you're on Spotify that you deem worthy. I don't know, like Stitcher, Google, yeah, it's but something. Likes, I don't know. <laughs> Another way that you can support us is we have an amazing sponsor, J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming. Speaking of them, let's hear an ad from them now. JDub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening. J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. So thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. Now, with all that podcast business out of the way, let's move to the episode's breakdown, where you're going to know what we're going to talk about this week. We're going to go over to the Boggle Desk, where Anthony is going to be taking it away from Big G there. Well, he's not here, so I guess I have to take it. You're going to take it. I guess I'm going to take it. You're going to take it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And there's going to be a salt and sugar report. We're going to talk about the dream hack results, which are up. I did, yes. I, I, I did, I did, I did see that. Something. That's good going to talk about some upcoming events that are happening this week and then from there going to jump into the news where we have uh survey updates some uh quick reminder on some secret layer stuff an internship the full preview of march of the machines march of the machine madness which i'm kind of excited to talk Ooh, about yeah. <laughs> and then um, there's a new zealand giveaway that's happening that's going to be exciting to talk about as well and then we'll finish off the news section with the release notes because since the uh, the full set is now out, we figure we got to talk about the mechanics, especially when it comes to uh, battle and stuff. Yes. That's very, a- very important things about battle yes. that are way different than people think about. Yes. From there, we're going to go to the conjured currency section, talk about greedy, greedy magic finances and Woo. shit like that. And then from there, we're going to end the episode, maybe after 24 hours, because this is a 24-hour stream. Clearly, this is going to be 24 hours. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Danny's already saying you yeah, miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank uh, you, Danny. Keep us in check. Why the fuck are you not here? You better be hitting those ivory balls. Ivory that balls. Is, that is like barely an excuse, but an excuse nonetheless. Yeah, Danny. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get this started off with event results. Uh, so, yeah, like we talked about. I we thought have you a, said you had a sugar and salt report. I'm starting with saying oh, that, oh, okay? Oh. It's like Garrett does. Y- you do you, boo. 
Yeah. You, you, I'm so sorry. So we have a salt and sugar report. And the sugar is, uh, I got my stuff from Parker Shaffle from Everything Sideways, from the last big uh, subscribe slash giveaway um, thing he does with his friend Pac-Man. Um, and yeah, so my things, I don't have them here because the, the two things I got are very valuable, <laughs> but I don't mind talking about what I got. So for one of the sub-subscribe things and part of his roster of things was there was a Badland for offer for X amount of subs that you would give. And right away I saw that and I was like, um, myself being the kind of like money crunching, like value of cards versus this and that. You're, and like, you're Zach Galifianakis in the hangover. I just, <laughs> yeah, I started looking at that. And I'm just like, I mean, the condition of what it could be and all this stuff and everything else and the amount that it would cost to get to that. I was like, it, you're not losing out. So I, I donated right away for that. And <laughs> right away, Parker was talking about it. He's like, Oh, like, well, well, what do you what do you want? What, what are you, I'm guessing I think I know what you want, but like, is there anything else you want instead? Or is this, right away I just typed in like, I want the Badland because <laughs> that's why I gave this for that. Not very selfless person being you know giving stuff out like for the for the monetary value of Badland. You selfish bastard. I mean, <laughs> what can I say? Uh, but hey, is that Garrett in there too? That is Garrett in there too. They're both here. Don't mess with the flow, yo. He's lying. I'm not a liar, Garrett. Not all the time. But anyway, so I got a Badlands, and it, it's an, it's a pretty decent condition for playing. It's not near mint, which is fine. It's just it's what you would expect for a duel from the old stuff, you know. But it was revised, right? Yeah, it's revised. Yeah. So I mean, but the thing was, like I said, the the sub the subscription thing or the sub giveaway stuff for it versus what the cost of one is, I was like, it's fine. You know, I don't care. What? He can't <laughs> type. Danny has put uh, Garrett in a 15-second timeout and deleted his messages. Wow. Fucking Danny on a power trip. Hold on. Whoop. I don't think we put Garrett as as a moderator because he's always here compared to Danny. <laughs> True. I'm not a moderator either or admin for our stuff. So B- Big G, we'll get, you, we'll get you changed here afterwards because I don't want to wreck the stream. That's right. We'll fix everything later. So that was one of the things. But like it was a lot of fun. That was part of what Garrett and I did. Like we had a lot of fun with that. And then the other thing I got, which was the cool thing about what we talked about last time about you always pick door number two when Pac-Man says, <laughs> let's give him an option. And there is a clip. Someone clipped it and it's on Twitch now as a clip that I can level his link or whatever. But Yeah, send me that link and I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, but I got I got a really cool thing that I was really shocked about getting, and I got an All Hallows' Eve. Oh, shit. You got the All Hallows' Eve that Parker was talking about? Yep, because he had he had two of them up for um, a specific amount, like the highest level of sub giveaway, like someone could just do, and like if you wanted to pick it, you could just pick it, right? And I got one because of the amount of donating I did that night, and I dug deep in my slush fund of stuff, <laughs> of course, for it. And like I said, it was all for it was all for everybody in the community. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't about because I didn't know I was going to get that either. Anthony so. says while rubbing his hands and curling his mustache. <laughs> no, I I, I, I think I think it was really great. And like me, I'm trying to figure out now what I'm going to do with this All Hallows Eve because that is a card I don't think I will keep. But I think there's a lot of things I could do with it for something down the road for community purpose. Do something kinky on our OnlyFans. 
it's there for a reason, right? <laughs> that is a Danny da- thing. Danny. You have your finger on your nose. I'm going to let you go. But that's the sugar part for me is I got those and I got my other stuff and uh, something I did for a giveaway earlier that week or the week before that. I got also a print of the Mark Riddick 0 out of 15 uh, Death Rite Shaman print. Ooh. I got that. that so I'm going to get that Shaman's framed. Good. And then he gave me some other stuff too, like one of the artist proof islands i got and then some other stuff and then i also was the one too that won like the legends pack and the other stuff but like you know you get a pack you get a pack sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad mine was just a mediocre like ten dollar pack so whatever (laughs) but it was cool i like said i had a lot of fun with it i was really excited when that stuff showed up and i got it and i was like okay cool and i got to check them over and i'm like you know for a card from someone else like it's really it's kind of cool to like get a card get card i mean like i essentially in a sense yeah we paid for it but like it was paying through like donation to community type stuff so you're still winning something but like even more than that like i just thought it was really cool like to get those cards and then look at them look them over and be like these are from someone's personal collection that were given to me now and it's like taking those and being like how do i like in a sense not like pay it for i did the pay it for part but i mean like how 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 am I gonna down the road look at these cards and go, how do I pay pay it forward for these cards to either get back out there in some way or like what? You know? And that's what I'm saying. Like the all the all Hallows Eve, like cool card, awesome that I got it. I think it was crazy to see that and get it. And I was just like, holy fuck, that's really cool. And then my thought was like, what do I do with this? You know, so anyways. We have time to think about something. We have time to think about that. I got a quick sugar reports. Okay. So uh, I got tickets, and I'm going to be going to the Mad with Power Fest in Wisconsin, which is always awesome. Uh, Lords of the Triton, they're a power metal band. They host it every year. And uh, there's arcade cabinets, there is beer, there's power metal, and it's always a great time. That was a good time. Uh, Nerds. Nerds thrive there. And that's like, I heard of Mad with Power I heard Mad with Power Fest because of Jason Ashcraft of okay. Planeswalker, who oh, has nice. a new band called Of Romulus, which, if I'm not mistaken, is a Star Trek. Yeah, reference. that's a Star Trek reference. Romulus, yes. and so the Romulans. Uh, but but Jason Ashcraft is a badass guitarist that has so many different projects and shit. But anyways, so Mad with Power Fest, I'm excited to go there with my wife and stuff. But I got a ticket, and uh, there's a Ooh. particular sponsor. Oh, that is part oh. of oh. Mad with Power Fest. Look who's gonna be there! This week in MTG is an official sponsor of Mad with Power Fest. Look at us go! Yeah, we're getting there, there, man. We're gonna yeah, get we, there. We got there, so I was able to talk and uh, nice. got a ticket for the sponsor portion. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and people are gonna see this week in MTG. <laughs> Who is saying that? Metal Casey. is just angry country Casey. music. Hold on. Sir, I'm going to have to fucking uh, fight There's. you and get that uh, Foil Blood Chiefs thirst back if you're going to be saying blasphemous shit like that. It's different. There's complete difference, okay? Complete different of things. Hey, listen. if you listen to Power Metal, that's about adventure. I suggest you check out Twilight. First off, check out Planeswalker first and foremost. They are great. Yeah. Check out Twilight Force. Check out Lords of the Tritons. Check out... Check uh, out that Bl- new thing I saw on the Discord, that AI... Yeah, the orc, a- orc, uh, orc kings. Yeah, fucking nomad posted that. that was pretty. Fucking I good. I haven't had a chance. I saw that today. And I'm gonna check it out tonight. It's, it's pretty fucking good. I believe it. So, so no. yeah, uh, 
this weekend mtg is a proud sponsor of mad with power fest this year so if you're going to be going i think they're getting close to selling out of tickets so yeah uh, side note though i do have an extra one myself so someone should hit you up for that ticket if you don't need to use it then right yeah come down come down with my wife and i because I, go. got, I got a ticket for her and there's like some issues with like ordering a ticket so i accidentally ordered two i'm like you know maybe so now you have three tickets now i got three two, tickets. two are being used one's not yep if uh if i hadn't used up all my stuff in may i'd probably say sure this is in august you have time <sighs> but we have a buddy's wedding coming up in august and everything yeah i think i gotta get was, some dates so i think big g was saying that because i think i mentioned that before yep so i'm so. pretty sure it messes that's fine it's okay it's okay. Uh, but yeah, for the salt report, the only salt we really have is, of course, there's no Danny and Garrett. Like, that's all we got for salt. Because everything else is great. Their flavor is needed for this concoction of a podcast, which has been going on now for 15 minutes. I mean, we just do what we want. We're, and we're, we're not we're rebels. <laughs> we're not even past the upcoming events. It's yet. fine. <laughs> so we have results from the Dream Hack. 24 in. hour stream. Woo! <laughs> From the G- Dream Hack tournament that was held in San Diego for the regional championship, and which we had a group of people, Far- Far- Fargonians, go Fargonites, 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 Fargonians, Fargonians. I thought it was Fargonians. I have no idea. I just pick things and say what it is. Some beautiful bastards from Fargo. They they gave their, they put their hat in the ring and they <laughs> didn't win. <laughs> it happens to, to our knowledge. I don't think we've anything up. Well, I can tell you in the top eight, I don't see any of them that are there. <laughs> so uh, we have the person that won first place. His name is Joshua Willis. He won the regional championship in San Diego with a Rakdos reanimator on that Sunday. Um, and, of course, the big opening piece that they showed at the beginning of this is, of course, the good old classic Atraxa Grand Unifier. <clears throat> That's good. I like that art a lot, just saying. It's pretty sick. I like that. I got uh, on a side tangent. Um, I got two of those in that in that version, and then two of the regular ones. And looking back, I wish I'd have got four in that version because that are sick. Uh, but yes, he was running Rakdos Reanimator. Um, you know, very classic Reanimator type stuff. So he had creatures were Blood Tithe Harvester for four, a Sushi the Blazing Sky for two, Shieldred for two, Attracts a Grand Unifier for four. Planeswalkers, Liliana, The Veil. Uh, your lands are your normal black and red stuff. Uh, spells in the main board. One Duress, two Go for the Throat, one Abraid, four Fable and Mirror Breaker. Big shock. <laughs> two Reckoner Bankbuster, four Cut Down, four Cruelty of Gix, which that's a very big thing to see. And then four, uh, two Brotherhood's End. Sideboard being three Duress, one Go for the Throat, one Abraid, two Graveyard Trespassers, uh, one burn down the house, one tox roll the corrosive, one flame bless bolt, one reckoner bank buster, one shieldred, one gix's command, one more brotherhood's end, and one obliterating bolt. So this is <clears throat> a very solid list and very enjoyable. Uh, yeah, May top eight out of the 939 people at the tournament was number seven seed going in with an 11, two, and one record in the Swiss rounds over the two days of competition. Uh, Willis was one of two players in the elimination rounds on Rakdos Reanimator, a deck that can adjust its strategy in different matchups similar to Rakdos mid-range decks, but the Reanimator package of Atraxa, Grand Unifier, and the Cruelty of Gix gives the deck another angle of attack, which is a big thing I wanted to say about how potent that card is for a saga. Like, 
That Cruelty of Gix is pretty woof because the big thing about this card, too, is it has the read-ahead mechanic. Yeah, I was just about to say, we'll read the card here real quick if you want to. Oh, yeah, It's yeah. A Black Black 3, read-ahead. It's a saga, so it has three chapters, meaning uh, read-ahead, you can start on chapter two or three instead of just one. And yep. You go from there, you don't. Special thing from the Dominator, or the Brothers War stuff. Yes. Uh, no, uh, or no, United. Sorry, this is Dominator United. Yeah, yeah this is before that. But that was a special thing they brought in, so that's really important. Uh, so chapter one, target opponent reveals their hand. You choose a creature or planeswalker card from it. That player discards that card. Chapter two, search for a card. Put it into your hand, then shuffle. You lose three life. Chapter three, put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. So, I don't know. It's just a five mana, not a duress. Uh, deprive is what that is. Creature or planeswalker. Despise. Despise. From the old Scars and Beard stuff. So five mana, uh, despise, despise to, and then Grim uh, Tutor, and then reanimate. Is it? Yeah, it's Grim Tutor three life. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Grim Tutor, because you can, but you can only pick creatures, though, right? For the tutor? Yeah. No, it's anything. Oh. Oh. For a, I forgot about that. A card. A card. A card. A card. Okay. Yeah. No. It's. But like I said, overall, it's a very powerful card. Glad to see it got some play in standard because that was one I first saw when it came out in Diamond United. I was like, this card's pretty good. I think people, I don't know where I put it, but it's pretty good. I think a lot of people were um like valuing it as like five mana deprive, despise. Yeah. And, they uh, they're they, just seeing they're going from they, there and well, like they saw it was a saga. Like, they saw it as a saga. They forgot that it's read ahead. Like I mean, all those sagas out of that out of that set is they are phenomenally good. Because they're all read ahead. The fact that it's like five mana reanimate anything from any graveyard because it's not just your graveyard. Yeah, not just your graveyard. It's anywhere. So like five mana is like on rate for that. That the, can also. It's, it's the five mana ver- new version of the old Bullet Saga that we had. That was uncommon. Uh, Elders Reborn. Yeah, because that could pick from either graveyard for creature planeswalker. And you had to go in order from that. It was a uh, discard a card, sack. It was attack a creature, then discard a card, and then re- reanimate. Either way, the, the first two are flipped that but, way. But I mean, you get you get all the best things out of this. And like, yes, is the despise part not that great sure but when you're already ahead of the game though or i mean i shouldn't say ahead of the game when you're like encroaching the like climax of the i'm going to beat you to a pulp situation why not just take something from their hand i don't i still think like turn five casting this to to grim tutor anything is not bad because then turn six you're lined up to get the biggest the biggest thing in the graveyard then biggest and and then you have the best card in your hand exactly i i have nothing against that at all Five mana seems pretty reasonable. I mean, we had uh, we've had other tutors that are four and five mana being played in standard, doing things. So yeah, but stupid. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, so here's the breakdown of the top eight decks that we had. Um, we had a four color combo. We had another four color, the four color combo is the uh, a tri- I'll, I'll talk about oh, that yeah, one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because there's they're highlighting the decks. Gotcha, gotcha. Which is actually so the first the first two matchup here of uh, Zhang and Sears, their decks are also going to be in this article. I'm not going to fully discuss Sears because essentially it's another Rakdos Reanimator. But uh, just going down the order, Zhang and Sears face off against each other that had four-color combo versus Rakdos Reanimator. Sears took that, moved on to the semifinals. You had Rabin and Takahama who were mono-white mid-range to Esper Legends, which that would actually have been a really cool thing to see. Um, Raven took that with mono white mid range and moved on to semi. You have McVetty who had Selesnia Toxic and Corrigan that had Esper Legends as well. 
and then McVetty moved to the semifinals with that Slesnia Toxic. And then you had Ashton versus Willis, and it was mid-range versus Reanimator. Reanimator took that. Semifinals, it was Sears versus Mono White mid-range. Sears took it, moved to the finals. Two, two to one, which yep, two to one, no, which should, should be noted because Mono White um, is just a, 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 a good aggressive deck. Oh yeah, it's a dominant force. That's it. it it's it's powerful, and people sometimes like sleep on that as like, and that was the thing that I faced a lot in Explorer too. So yeah, it, the Mono White in multiple formats between your Pioneer Standard or Explorer for Arena players, very powerful. Uh, play style that you can run and there, it's always a good thing um but yeah so sears took that two to one then you have slesnia toxic from mcvetti versus willis rakdos animator clapped not even close <laughs> because when you're reanimating some shit it happens and then you had in the finals of course reanimator versus reanimator and it looked like willis was had had the stronger reanimator deck <clears throat> that's okay um yeah, the only difference between Sears's reanimator versus Willis's is just some numbers. Change of numbers of different things of what that was most valuable, you know. So, <clears throat> and that's okay. Uh, but four color uh, shared souls combo is the deck that Zhang was running, and this thing is spicy. Oh, it's spicy. I <laughs> I like this. This is something cool. Um, so. Uh, the, the the key combo with it, uh, the, the the cards are moving up in price right now. Um, you had the likes of uh, Tristyle, Chris of uh, Tristyle Gaming on Twitter oh. talk about this combo uh, because of this weekend moving these cards that were a dollar up in price. So, yep. Uh, but yeah, the creatures in here are one Concealing Curtains, three Blood Tithe Harvesters, two Asushi the Blazing Sky, four Ao the Dawn Sky, four Corpse Appraiser, Two Radadric, part of the combo of Urborg, two Lorna the Third Path, good card. Uh, great your card. spells, I, I know. A good uh, card spells, is statement. Spells you had three go for the throat, four fatal the mirror breaker, shocker. One reckoner bankbuster, two make disappear, one cut down, two destroy evil, and three blade of the shared souls, which Another, is actually the combo card as well. The combo card where, where you can c- c- combine that with Radadrabic. Yep. So you're taking this equipment and you're slapping it on your zombie dude and yeah he becomes a copy of a zombie dude when it dies they become copies of zombie dudes when they die becomes copy of zombie dudes they die becomes copy of zombie dudes they die becomes copy of zombie dudes they die yeah and you got uh what's the thing to repeat it is there a thing to repeat it no you just the value that you out grind from them just yeah you just out grinding the whole time so it's a little slow being here on this old Star City Games website. It, it was just phone. a little sad to see that that uh, it didn't make it into the semis because seeing that deck, people were pretty hyped about that, even though it just made it into the quarters. Uh, yeah, you th- just th- they are moving price card prices though because of the Rad Traffic uh, and the Blade themselves. So yeah, they're moving. Keep that I'm, shit in mind. I'm guessing we'll see something about that next week in the weekly yeah. winners. I I guarantee you we'll probably see a, a version of this deck at Minneapolis or at this week. When you get to the uh, the other SCG count, that's true. Uh, otherwise, yeah, the sideboard, your common stuff, you know, three duress, one negate, two bank busters, two night clubber. So that's a nice new companion card game there. Two cut down, one destroy evil, one Gix's command, one Lauren the third path, and two blade hold war whip, which is just to help with equipment costs. But that's also a really pretty good card too, though. 
<clears throat> so, yeah, it was a it was a good tournament though. I think good tournament. I think our guys that went from Fargo here, they I'd assume had a lot of fun. I did talk to uh, Wade a little bit, um, and he was just telling me about how he would decide to go with Slesnia Toxic, which I think was a good choice. It's a good deck. Uh, Wade does say that this dream hack was an improvement from Atlanta. Well, that's a good thing. And then um, late wait, uh, Slade <clears throat> did not have a glizzy. That's a sad day. That's a sad day. But because of the, he didn't have a glizzy, it was a solid time. Hey. <laughs> All right. We got upcoming events. Remember, we got pre-release for mom this weekend. Just a reminder that this week, this weekend in a pre-release weekend of March of the Machines, head to your local GS or your local game store and play some sealed or other events with the new cards from mom. Because if you recall, mommy knows best. Wizards change when new cards are from a set are legal to play and sanctioned gameplay to as long as you have the cards in hand, they are legal to play. Plus, another thing to note with the pre-release event is the pre-release packs there will be one of the bonus legendary cards only found in those packs that cannot be used. Which in, are, in sealed. I forgot to put in sealed. <clears throat> yeah, in sealed you can use them, but... No, you can't use them in sealed. Oh, you can't use you them in sealed? No, you can't. So oh, yeah, yeah, because these are the commander ones. Yeah, the, and you'll be here, so. Yeah. Sorry, I totally forgot about that. Yep, the commander ones that you cannot use in sealed, but you get to get an extra copy of those, so you're not worried about your sets, boosters, and everything else to get them, but you get the Goro Goro and Satora, Kalita and Lear, then Slimefoot and Squee. Not squeeze. Yeah, that autocrat that I just <laughs> Well, you're going to squeeze him tight because he's such a cool guy. Squeeze toy. Squeeze toy. So get out there in the multiverse from the Phyrexian threat. If you're around the Fargo-Moorhead area, you should go to J-Dubs to play this weekend. They will also have, be hosting a Two-Head Giant pre-release event this Sunday, the 16th at noon. Also, remember there is the Tri-City Legacy event. Uh which is at J-Dubs as well. They will be hosting the Tri-City Legacy event next weekend, April 22nd at noon. Format is, of course, Legacy. Why it's the Tri-City Legacy. We had to, we had to clarify it because the last I know. time. I, okay, we figured it out. <laughs> uh, entry fee is $50, and this is a competitive rules enforcement level event that requires a deck list, so bring your A-game. The prize is Big G. Oh, wait, never mind. Am I reading something that he put? Yeah. Yeah. I, but I, the prizes for this event are going to be a revised Underground C and a Tri City playmat for first place, then $300 start credit for second, $200 for third and fourth, and fifth through eighth will get $150 all in store credit. Yeah. And then there's also SEG Richmond returns this week with, oh, come on, phone. Let's go. I really, I felt so dumb that I did not grab my computer this morning because I got to work and I was like, I forgot my computer again. Uh, but yeah. So there is Command Fest returns this weekend at SEG Con Richmond. Uh, this week will feature the return of the Command Fest. Richmond will be home to all Commander actions one could ask for. More than a dozen special guests, merch machine previous events, so on and so forth, draft, all the stuff. If you want to read the article for that part, go for it. It's, it's big. Let's go. I do want to point out that there are other command fests going on because this is a big deal going on yep. in Indianapolis, Indiana, hosted by Pastime, Orlando, Florida, Florida by Cool, cool stuff. stuff. And you got Seattle, Washington with Laughing Dragon. Yep. So, I mean, all this happening this weekend. All happening this weekend. Uh, yeah, they got their list of things. So, like Friday, they have March Machine Sealed for 5K. Um, yeah, you got that breakdown of the prizes for that. First place, 15000 15,000. Oh, it'd be great. Just kidding. Fucking get all the magic players to go there. Woo! It's like, worth it, baby. 
1,500 qualifications, regional championship at DreamHack Atlanta on December 15th through 17th, 23. Second place, $700. Third, fourth, five. Five through eight, 250. Ninth through 16th is 100. Uh, they have also modern 20K trials. Uh, I'm not even going to go through all these different prizes. Let's just be honest. Yeah, because Pioneer they, RCQ. They do so much. They, they have everything. Amonkhet block throwback draft. That's kind of cool. That one seemed cool. Uh, let's see what else to, I got. You, to, you go non, ahead. To non-magic players, they also have flesh and blood going on there as well. Yes, very important flesh and blood. SEG seems to be kind of like really pioneering the uh, the flesh and blood, uh, like traveling formats, uh, traveling events and stuff. Well, and that's fine because that's a game that's never going to be on a computer-based type thing. That's the reason why it's called flesh and blood. It's in person. <laughs> and that's cool. I think that's a really great stance from a card a card game itself and from the company that makes it like saying we don't want this to go beyond this but it's still kind of expensive to get into because you gotta get the copies out there of cards so and they're uh, working on that th- so this week's episode of shuffle up and play if i'm not mistaken is a gameplay of flesh and blood the yeah. bonus episode the bonus, the bonus episode. episode is yeah so yeah they have, I have not watched that yet they have lots of events and they're gonna have lots of events of the other places we talked about too so like that's a huge thing um I mean, there'll probably be some stuff online to watch too and check it out. So go for that. And then once again, Magic Con Minneapolis is coming up beginning of May. We're going to be there. We're going to be at MTG Cribs. We're going to be walking around, talking to people, doing stuff that we like to do, saying hi, getting some swag, you know, playing some events. Pull, pull us to the side and have your own personal side tangent with us. <laughs> yeah, if you run to Matt or I, you can definitely have a side tangent. If you run to me, you know, I could talk to you about everything from Magic from the beginning because like, like I was telling one of my coworkers the other day because he's asking me, he's like, it seems like to me, like if I would ask you any question randomly about Magic, you could just stand here and talk for hours. I was like, hours, son? I could talk for days. 24-hour Twitch stream. 24-hour Twitch stream. <laughs> so more importantly, that's what it is. That's what we got for events coming up. Don't forget. And then also, of course, like we talked about, big thing for pre-release weekend Go to your favorite LGS and go play and have fun. And if you have more than one, like me, I like going to Paradox and J-Dubs. So if I didn't have a weekend full of events right now. Line it up. But if you have more than one, go to one one day, go one the next day, and play the two-headed giant, either one that you really want to play at or your friends want to go to, I guess. I don't know. I was about to to say, do uh, in the FM area, go to J-Dubs on Sunday, play the 2HG over there, and then just at Paradox or Little Big Wars uh, in in town here, play one of their events. Yeah, just do it all. Spread the love. Keep those LGS running, Does Little Big Wars actually do previous events all the time? I think so. I, think I thought they just do draft stuff, really. Was it draft? I have no well, I mean, idea. Sealed is same in the, the same ballpark there. I haven't, let's, I'll just be honest. I haven't been to Little Big Wars. Well, the last time I was at Little Big Wars was back when they were at the old site. That was a while ago. When they first opened. And then I went to their new site last They've March. Been, last March I went because I was looking for stuff from new, uh, Neon Dynasty. The fact that you say that their new site is their new site and I'm that's old. all I've and that's all I've known them being at. I know, I'm old. I get it. I played I played in their their new place when they first opened. That was pretty cool. And that was a long time ago too. Um but yeah, no, just just hit it up. It doesn't matter where you're going. Just go. You know, and if you you know, go to J Dubs, awesome. So, that's what it is. So go have fun, enjoy it. It's cool. It's a great time and like I'm going to be going this Friday. 
with uh, some friends too. So we are going to beginning the we are going to begin the news this week with a rip roaring round of quickie news. And I'm gonna and I am good at quickie things. Wink, wink. Anthony's mom. Hey. This is meant for Danny. Just so I know. you know. Oh, I know. Danny, you wrecked this shit. Watsi has released a survey that is based around events. I haven't taken it yet, and I'm guessing neither anybody else of the fellas here have, so we don't know what kind of questions they're going to be asking about, but it's going to be based around events. What we do know is that, according to Watsi, it should only take about 15 minutes to complete, unlike me with Anthony's mom. Hey now, Danny. I mean, Matt, that's rude. No, uh, I have that sitting in my email, actually, still. <laughs> I haven't done that yet. Um, yeah, my mother is a sweet lady and does not appreciate being tended to so hastily. Uh, <laughs> God, why did they have to be gone tonight? Like, it just I know, ruins this the was, flow. I, I had this prepared, Danny. Like, These I, were knew, great. I, knew, I knew Garrett was going to be we, yeah, we, knew we knew that. Was we knew. That, I had this shit fucking Danny. Anywho. Fucking, you better be tapping some ivory balls. We're going to keep moving this stuff. But the next quickie news we have for you is just to remind you that only you have access less than two weeks ending of April 24th to purchase the Dungeon and Dragons Honor Among Thieves Secret Layer Drop, the foil version costing $49.99 and the non-foil costing $39.99. So head over to secretlayerwizards.com to purchase, which I have not done yet because I'm waiting to get paid still. Have you seen the <clears throat> people have been showing the secret the, the bonus card, which yes, is the, the big fat dragon. The big chunky dragon the from chunky. the movie. Yeah. I can't remember its name. I but, don't remember either. But, but he thing, was fat. <laughs> the thing is, like it does a thing, it, it, it it's a trampling dragon, but it doesn't gain flying until you meet a requirement, yes. I think. And it's it really has cool. to like eat something or I don't know. It's funny. I laughed so hard when I saw that. I was like, well, that's a cool piece. So And the last of the quickie news that we have for <clears> you starts with a question. Have you found yourself creating magic cards because you enjoy it? Or do you have a knack for marketing in the fantasy space? Well, you can put those skills to work at Wizards of the Coast. Watsi posted on their Twitter last Wednesday that they are hiring for their summer intern program for 2023. Positions are paid and able to be fully remote during the times between June 20 or June 12th and August 18th. Links to their tweet and career page down below. Matt, you lied. I got one more news quickie or one more yeah, one more news quickie to tell you about. The full merch machine set has been previewed. Woo! You can check it out. All the cool cards that are the set along with the cards are part of the Multiversal Legends sheet. Plus, the full commander deck lists are live, too. Hit us up on any of the social medias or join our Discord to let us know if you want a This Week in MTG-style set review created. That's oh. what I was talking about. Oh, I would love to do that. Because I think our last set review that we did was Time Spiral, <clears throat> and that's two years ago, coming up to two years ago now. We need to do some more set review stuff. That's a side thing that I'm pretty sure like you or me are just going to end up doing. <laughs> just kidding. Anyone could do that. But also, what could happen, too, is just saying, we we could also possibly get a commander playoff again, too. You never know. We could. We could. Let us, let us know if you liked that last one we did with the Warhammer stuff. Like, we're not afraid to do better. <laughs> that was a very trial run. It was, yes. it was good trial run. Enjoyable. It, it was enjoyable. It just... Uh, you know, it was the first time. But yeah. we'll do more. We're busy motherfuckers. Yeah, and but we like doing stuff, too. We do. So, but yeah, that's what we got. So, pull, full preview. Fucking Danny was like, it only took you an hour to get here. Mind your business, Danny. <laughs> you didn't show up today, so don't worry about it. 
We have officially entered into the month of April, but for those creative bastards over at uh, Card Kingdom, it's still March. March of the Machine Madness is a social media bracket-style community voting game. You can get to vote on which Planeswalkers, Heroes, Phyrexians, or Villains wins in this five-day voting event over on Card Kingdom Twitter. So by this Friday the 15th, we should know who the community thinks is the ultimate MTG character. Currently, as of tonight, Monday the 10th, here are your competitors and who they are pitted against. First off, you have... So I'm going to read this. Are you? Uh, did you pull up the Twitter? Yeah. I'm okay. on it. Don't, don't scroll down yet. I'm going to read it out loud. I want you to like scroll with me and vote as you do it. Okay. Well, I got up to a couple of votes, so we'll just okay. Yeah, so keep going. Just keep going. So start at the beginning. So first up in the Planeswalker section, you have Elspeth versus Kaito. Time to answer the age-old question: Angels or ninjas? I put Elspeth. You put Elspeth. I put Kaito. I Listen. knew I knew Elspeth was going to be Listen. the loved one, but I like Kaito. I I get that. I like the new Kaito card, but I'm just going to tell you. She's a fucking archangel, dude. What <laughs> is he gonna she, do against she's gonna, her? She's gonna fucking slay Kaido, but doesn't mean you can have hope. Like I maybe, know. maybe he has the uh, the anime plot line behind him, and that is like moving on. Next one, moving on. Ren versus Kaya. Can an assassin kill a tree? You tell us. I picked Ren. I picked Kaya. I'm like an I assassin mean, is gonna kill a tree. She's a ghost hunter. She's not a tree hunter. <laughs> Teferi versus Koth. Can the last rebel of Mirrodin stand the test of time? I picked Koth for this, okay? I picked Teferi. I, I, I like Koth. That's why I picked him. Yeah, and Teferi is badass. Okay. Uh, Chandra versus Tyvar. Can the cold winds of Keldheim put out Chandra's raging fire? No, because she's fucking going Kamehameha and someone's ass in that one art. <laughs> she is spirit bombing someone to death. <laughs> and also... He doesn't have any cold winds, remember? He just, he he just, just punches. He's just punching shit now with his metal <laughs> arms like Jax from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh, my God. He's totally Jax. I know. Moving on. Uh, Zakama versus Giada. <laughs> who, uh, you're going to have to zoom out really far to imagine this one. Who, do, who do, did you pick on this one? I'm picking the Cerebrus dinosaur, okay? <laughs> it's a fucking dinosaur versus a little tiny angel. Okay. In this situation, that's also an elder dinosaur. <laughs> Pia Nalar versus Quintaris. Mm. One of these two is about to become history. <laughs> oh, that's fucking good. That's good. That's uh, good. <laughs> I'm going to go with Pia because I'm a classic Pia person. But I, I, I voted Quintaris because he's an elephant. Uh, that's a good reason to vote for him, too. I like both characters. They're, they're both good. Pia, Pia, like the fact that they make thopters and stuff, like in the card versions, is like, oh, this is good. This just gets you more cardboard on the battlefield. Yeah. But anyways, <clears throat> next yeah. up. So so you haven't voted on the rest of these, right? No, I'm so voting as we go. So we're doing it live now. Next one, we have Jirina uh, uh, Kudro oh, with, yeah. and Akiri. Two butt-kicking warriors, but only one can win. I'm going to Akiri. You're going to Akiri? Ooh, Kiri's the one winning. Yeah, the goblin there. Oh, we haven't said who's like winning. So uh Kintoris is winning, Sakama is winning, Chandra is winning, Teferi is winning, Ren is winning, and Elspeth now, now is winning. Now it's interesting. By, now it's very interesting is like most of these are winning by like significant leaps and bounds. Significant leaps and bounds, except for the Ren and Kaya one is kind of a close bout 61% to 38%. Like so this is going to be uh, rotating over at noon tomorrow yeah. or if you're listening to it noon today when this episode comes out. So noon each time this week is when uh, they're going to move down the bracket from them. Yep. So uh, links down below to make sure to get your votes in. Let's continue on with uh, Ralzarek versus Tor Brown. How do dwarves handle electricity? 
Rousel Planeswalker, where I'm going to go there. He's at 65%, while Torbrand's at 34 Surprisingly, not I bad. know. Yeah, I agree, but it's a Planeswalker <laughs> versus a simple legend from a okay. plane. Did you read this next one? Don't read this one. I want to read it out loud. I want to get go your live take. Elish Norn versus Luca, whose disappointment for Luca is greater, Elish Norn or the communities? <laughs> well, community's not an option, so, I mean, I'm but, already picking Elish Norn for this. Elish Norn, 89.1%. <laughs> Luca, 10.9. That is the biggest gap so far. Dude, he got fucking destroyed. <laughs> but you know, I will say though, on a flavor sense, his name did say bound to ruin. So he was going to just be ruined. And that was actually a really good joke from something that uh, I was watching YouTube video about. And I was just like, <laughs> bound to ruin. What a loser. <laughs> This next one is uh, very tough. Nahiri versus Ajani. Cats always land on their feet, but what happens when a mountain lands on them? My vote's for Nahiri. Ajani is winning 56 to 43. Super close. So far, now the it's, closest. Now it's 44. It's 44? 56 because I okay. voted. Uh, Nissa versus Vraska. Can Nissa open a Realm Breaker portal to nowhere and drop Vraska through it? I vote for Vraska. Vraska's winning 54 with Nissa at 45. Again, very close. Next up, we have Atraxa versus Tamio. Let me tell you a story of a fallen angel. I vote Atraxa. I like Tamio a lot, but the reality is, like, Atraxa's right in Elish Norn is power level. So, uh, if people don't real, also for people that don't realize stuff from the story, content, everything, uh, Praetors are not a joke. They are very strong. Yes. And they're like, the, like planeswalkers are strong like, characters too. You, you but, can imagine like gods from like Theros, like Praetors are on that level. Yes, like, Praetors are on the same level as the gods. They're on the same level as like your elder, whatever. They're also on the same level as being these like the Eldrazi, like these avatar type creatures that are very powerful. So just because you can walk the multiverse <laughs> doesn't mean you can just take on anything. Great example. <laughs> Not trying to hate on Nicobolus, but he had two of his own enslaved gods that Liliana turned on him and were able to control him and stop him from doing things. It's very true. I mean, it took two, two, <laughs> but it only took two gods. So we just want, I want people to understand that from an aspect of flavor and also the concept of the story stuff, like we're, we don't have the same type of planeswalkers we had before. So there we go. Yeah. The the, the mending really fucked up a lot of planeswalkers. So, um, I voted Tamio. Atraxas winning with 55, and Tamio's at 44. Ooh. Emrakul versus Mavrin. I don't think Emrakul even has blood to drink, to be honest. Yeah. This is a huge gap, too. It, it is a huge let's, gap. Let's, 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 get, let's get this right. Um, like we just talked about, God level. <laughs> Planeswalkers, and then you have <laughs> Maverin, who hangs out with Galta now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, way over down there. The, Not even close. You want you want to give the percentages of this one? Yeah. Emrakul, 91%. <laughs> Maverin has 9%. I don't think he's going to get better. All right. Uh, Vadrock versus Gissa and Giralf. Maybe the siblings can win if they get their hands on some monster corpses. I voted Vadrock, but I guess I'm wrong right yeah, now. Yeah, I voted Vadrock too, but Gissin Jorolf, 64% with Vadrock at 35. Mm. Obnixilis versus Exodus. 
Uh, one wants to summon a big demon. The other is a big demon. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Abby. Obnix was clearing that 86 to 13% of the Exodus. Nickel Bolas, final one. Nickel Bolas versus Oko. Can, can you turn <sighs> the Elder Dragon into an elk? All right. My vote's already right for Nickel Bolas, no matter what. Um, but... I mean, it shows the winning anyways, too. Oh, did you click on it? Yeah. Well, so. yeah, because it's my vote. It's Nicol Bolas. Okay, I, thought you were gonna, I thought you were going to lead up. as like, I'm going to be clicking this as my vote, but I want to extrapolate a little further. Yeah, it's just Oko. Sorry, Wade. I know Wade loves Oko. <laughs> I get it. Hey. As a card, Oko is really cool. As a character per those story. Ab- have you seen those abs, though? I can. Nobody can discount the fact that those abs gets everybody hard on. Probably true, but I'm pretty sure Nicol Bolas has some scaly abs that are powerful, too. Yeah, he's had a lot of years. He's got his crunches. He's forcing that hard on. That sounds more rapey. <laughs> oh boy, that's kind of bad. But, <laughs> but yes, yeah. I I I know Oko is a cool card. Cool card. Concept behind story wise, I have not been too impressed. Nickel Bull is winning sixty five to thirty four. Not is, as close as I thought it was honestly going to no, be. No, but it could change though. I mean, could. we have we still have time until twelve hours. Yeah, fifteen hours. We have fifteen hours or plus. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. That's my votes. I put them in. So check tomorrow afternoon and then keep voting because I'm going to be doing this. This is kind of fun to just kind of like definitely <laughs> talk about this shit. I remember I did. Uh, I, I was part of the March Madness for Monster Hunter World after that came out, and I was voting for the monsters all the time. I'm like, I love this shit. So here we are, magic version of that. Funny. All right. You want well, to talk about the next part? Oh yeah, I do. Hey Matt, do you like Willy Wonka? You like that movie? It's, it uh, it made me uneasy as a child. I wasn't gonna say it's gonna scare me. It made me uneasy. The Oompa Loompas and like the dark river chocolate water. That's a classic, though. It's a classic. It's good, but it really makes you think. It's like, oh fuck, you want to behave, or the Oompa Loompas are gonna get your ass. Well, I mean, none of us are gonna be like that fucking Veruca Salt and everybody oh, else. That Veruca Salt. Was... All of us were like Charlie. Let's be honest. Anyways, <laughs> go to New Zealand. Do you wish to embark on an epic adventure? Dear listener, I can get more specific about the type of adventure, too. Do you wish that you could travel to the land of Middle-earth itself, New Zealand? Well, you have the chance now. Premier Card Grading, a card grading service with locations around the world and notably in New Zealand. I mean, it's kind of a really big thing about New Zealand. Is putting on a once-in-a-lifetime Charlie the Chocker Factory sense chance for the lucky soul who opens up the serialized one of one, the one ring. This ring bearer of the authentic one of one, the ring. I'm just going to say the one, I'm going to say one ring, just so you know, moving forward. From the Lord of the Rings, Tales from Middle Earth, from Magic the Gathering set, will be rewarded with an economy class flight to, economy class? Economy class. Can they I, didn't even give you the can eagles. I get a, can I get a first class up in here, motherfuckers? They didn't even give you the eagles. I want my eagles. First <laughs> class flight, baby. Eagle time. <laughs> <laughs> they missed an opportunity. Econ- Listen, so far it doesn't even matter. Economy <laughs> class is fine. Economy <laughs> class flight <laughs> to and from Auckland, New Zealand. One express grading of the One Ring and a two-night accommodation in Auckland region, including a tour of the Hobbiton movie set. Uh, there, oh, no, don't do that right now. God damn, stupid phone. <laughs> Once again, I wish I had a computer. <laughs> um, We're professional podcasters. That's here. right. Some of us don't have everything we need all the time because we're <laughs> hard workers that get late to podcast sometimes. There, okay, so movie set. There are a bit of t- uh, tedious terms and conditions to sift through. Like the winner will have to show close up stamped 
pictures of the card and one of themselves with the card. They also are asked for a proof of purchase of the card or sealed product it was opened from. Hmm, weird. But of course, we will have of course we will have to have the full article linked down below. This promotion will only be redeemable from June 23rd of 23 and close on August 23rd. Oh, that's really sad. That's not enough time. What if someone doesn't open it until like Christmas? That's two months. June, July, uh, three months. Still though, what if someone doesn't open it until Christmas? What if nobody opens it at all because it's only one ring and people are going to be fucking sitting on this product because they're going to be sitting in it there. True. Can we can we look at the uh, the the hidden treasures Hold from on. Zendikar boosters? Like on. I feel like that. Let's keep moving before you Let's keep moving sidetrack. Do you think you have what it takes to win this adventure of a lifetime? No, because we're in North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, we're not Charlie. We're in the Midwest. Likelihood of us getting it here, it's pretty low. Actually, I did see a thing on a breakdown percentage of if someone would pull this, that it was 0.00001% less than that, that you would pull this one ring. It's one ring out of however million cards that many, they print. How many million packs? Packs that they, they can find them in because it's only collector packs. English, but like it just English collector packs yes. only. English collector boosters only that can come in regular collector boosters or the uh, gift bundle, bundle thing. Yeah, the gift bundles. But the still, gift bundles specifically, not just like the fat pack bundles. Yeah, the, the gift, gift bundles, bundles are the only ones that have collectors. But less than that. That's your percentage. And then they set a breakdown of like just like the ring cards, and that was a Less than zero point zero zero three percent, you could pull a serialized soul ring. What's the chance of getting struck by lightning? I don't know off the top of my head, but I feel like <laughs> I get struck first before I get into those. So L- listen to our bonus episode of the Thoughtcast that we posted last week, where Big G was talking about: uh, yeah. Is the one re- one ring even real, or is it going to be seated in someone's? Yeah, 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 yeah. That shit. Go check that out. That's a good. Go listen. check it out. It's a good listen, but I think Garrett's wrong, and that it's real. It's get, just it's gonna be one of those situations we talked about though. Get fucked, Garrett. It's gonna be in someone's closet, or someone does actually open it. No, it's gonna be some big time person that gets it, not any of us, any of us plebs on the bottom. <laughs> but anyways, that takes us now to the conjure currency. Matt, no, are we, you what? We have the release notes. Oh shit! I'm sorry. Release you skip, notes. You skipped over this whole part. This you need to make this bigger next time. I didn't this, see it. Okay. This I got all excited. This one's really hard. This one's really hard to do. Like type up in a I fashionable know. manner. It's like you want to be accurate with the description of this. But the March since Martian Machine is fully released now, uh, the cards are out. Not out, but they're released. All the cards. Uh, Wizards also posted their release yeah. notes, which have important information regarding. Uh, new mechanics and stuff with March of the Machine. Yeah. Take us away, Matt. Starting off, there's a new card type, Battles. And we just want to, like, I'm going to read verbatim from the article to make sure that there's, like, no mis... uh, uh, Misconstruing of the information? Yes. The fancy terminology way of saying it? Yes. Frex... I'm not going to read that part right there. (laughs) Battles... Uh, begin the game in your deck and be and can be cast and can be cast as a spell during their controller's main phase when the stack is empty. They answer the battlefield with a number of defense counters on them. Defense counters equal to the defense value displayed on the lower right hand corner of the card. Damage can be dealt to battles and damage dealt two battles causes it to lose that many defense counters essentially the same way that a planeswalker loses loyalty counters yep similar 
Yes. Uh, if it is defeated when the last, it is defeated when the last defense counter is removed from it. Siege battles, which, which are the only ones we have so far, which is a subtype. You have battles type. Yep. Super type sieges. is battles. Uh, subtype is siege, sieges, which that'll be interesting to see down the road too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a hot skirmishes. <laughs> Dude, you read my fucking mind. I know. That was pretty good. <laughs> and then another one was like uh, assassins, assassination attempts, or something like that. They're gonna, keep reading, okay, keep, keep reading. Keep, I know. Keep, keep reading. Keep so later. siege battles, like the ones in March of the Machines, have an inherent ability that triggers when they are defeated. They have an inherent ability that triggers when they are defeated. Emphasizing that one because it's going to be notable here. Uh, when the ability resolve, the siege's controller <sighs> exiles it and may cast it transformed. <sighs> without paying its mana cost. Notably, battles can be the target of spells and abilities that use the words any target. And I give an example. A player can target it with a lightning bolt. Yeah. Danny's thing about the next ones will be traps. (laughs) (laughs) All right, it could be. Battle traps, yeah. Skirmishes, traps, all those things. Um, Sieging combats, in this case, so siege, subtype siege. Yep. Uh, Like Planeswalkers, battles can be attacked, but there is an important difference. As battles enter the battlefield, its controller chooses a player to be its protector. For a siege, the protector must be one that of the player's opponents. The battle's protector acts as the defending player in combat, and all other players in the game can attack the battle. That's right. This means that a siege's controller can attack it with their own creatures, and an opponent they choose as its protector can assign their own creatures to block those attackers. Any rule or effect that needs to determine the defending player in relation to the battle refers to the battle's protector rather than the battle's controller. A battle's protector can never attack it, and no other players can block for it, including its controllers. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm pretty sure, like, the way they put this out there, too, it's pretty self-explanatory, but as the key differences of what people need to realize, too, is, like, yes, you you are attacking it for the protector. One-on-one player, pretty... One-on-one event that you're... Or <laughs> player events. 1v1. 1v1 situations, pretty simple to understand. Anthony get, casts a siege. I can, cast this battle siege on Matt. Only me. He can't target himself. That means that I have to protect the siege that he and just I'm cast. I'm attacking it. Now, if it's a multiplayer game like Commander or your simple free-for-all for table, there you go. I give it to Danny, which means, Garrett, you and I can attack it. And, get, and then Danny has to protect it for my stuff and your stuff and his stuff. I feel like this is a good point to read one of the battle cards to now like link yeah, this link all, it all together. So Invasion of Ergamon. Ergamon. It's red green battle siege with defense counter five. So as a siege enters, choose an opponent to protect it. You and others can attack it when it's defeated, exile it, then cast it transformed. That's also important. We're talking yep. about that here in a hot second. When Invasion of Ergamon enters the battlefield, create a treasure token. Then you may discard a card. If you do, draw a card. So you hey. cast it. ETBs. It's a permanent yep. and it an ETBs in, does, does thing. the things. You get you get a nice little treasure and you get to do a little rummaging, you know? Gotta get through, find some stuff. So Anthony cast this on his side of the battlefield, he yeah. chooses me as the protector. That's right. Protected, so, Pat. Please. Okay. So I'm supposed to protect it. And then the backside of this card, so when it gets defeated, when the last defense counter is removed, it gets exiled and can get cast from exile, may get cast from exile 
as the backside of Truga Clift Charger. It's a creature rhino, 3-4 with trample. When Truga Clift Charger enters the battlefield, you may discard a card. If you do, search your library for a land or battle card, reveal it, put it in your hand, then shuffle. So I have to protect this, this invasion card. of Ergamon. Yeah, that I got benefits from and gave to you. You get benefits from if you kill it. So, well, so, I get benefits from like when I play it though too. Remember? Yeah, you play it. You get the. ETBs. I'm just saying. I, I I play this cool card that gives me some stuff, and now you have to protect it. The the way to look at it is kind of like a a, a backwards planeswalker kind of a thing where it's like you're protecting. I I yes, I kind of would say this is almost like a combination of like planeswalker mechanic plus also like the monarch in a sense. Ooh. where it's like, oh hey man, initiative. I gave you initiative. I guess that's a better way to look at it. Yeah. Too. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's all under same. that same thing where it's like it's just it's great though. Um <laughs> so Anthony, these are just cool cards. I love these cards. Except Anthony in modern. Wants- this is not gonna be a thing because we got T three. I don't know, man. Oh, okay. So yeah, we're talking if about you the, have a, we'll if, talk about the T three here. <laughs> the I just brought this up in the Discord here. Part. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about this here in a hot spot. But, but so yeah. uh with, with 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 battles then, yes. Anthony cast this. He wants to get the benefit of the backside. Like that's the point of yeah, casting that it's he a goal. is anthony is the controller but matt is the protector the defender so as i was saying before anything that refers to the defender in an attack combat phase refers to the protector though yeah. there are circumstances where it's like controller of a permanent kind of a thing yep. then it would target anthony like the card explains a lot of shit and that's but the bigger thing this card too though is it has to have those counters leave you can't vindicate this yes you can't you can't just like you there's no blow it up it's you have to get rid of those counters one way or another below are uh are some more detail general info of how battles and sieges work this section will repeat some of the information above uh for completeness even more detailed information will be available on the magic comprehensive rules and we just yeah. really want to like drill this home this is a new permanent type this is a new card type new card type i mean this is this is as big as we've had before from like when they introduced vehicles back in Kaladesh. this is companions from ikoria this is actually as big as a thing as planeswalkers from lorwin planeswalkers from lorwin and even bigger than that when they first introduced equipment that came out of the original mirror this is something that they've been kicking around clearly for a long time because clearly they wanted more plane chase inside of our magic which i'll say People one thing this is so this long. is the most flavorful and best way to do plane chase inside of your normal magic games like we had dungeons and stuff from the older stuff for your commander and for your legacy vintage play so like that's kind of cool you know but I don't I don't think you really got people going with it I think this is going to get people going I mean for me I'm already imagining things like oh and sagas don't forget sagas, sagas also yeah. being a big thing but like these are these fun archetypes of cards that get made, and especially when it's a brand new type of card for the card types. Awesome. As well as also did they out they also know it too, like things like Tarmogoyf and other things that check for card types got it, it, they it, got an added yeah, it, errata text to them. Though there is um they did state something of like, um, this doesn't mean that uh, all these things are gonna be relevant in like the standard format kind of a thing. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. But like for older formats though, yes. the relevancy is you know pieces that they put in so um but yeah no this is this is a great card type that they added i think this is really interesting i like the idea behind um what it's all about i think i like the idea that 
it has a specific way that it has to activate. Like yes. Not the it not the it's not the ETB stuff or what it does. I mean, like that's that's the benefit about the cards. Like everyone should be looking at these cards as these are um at worst case scenario, they do something for you and then you forget about them on the, your opponent's side because no one cares then. The uh, the best way to describe it is like the second paragraph or the second bulletin point of his yeah. is, is sieges have an intrinsic triggered ability the ability is when the last defense counter is removed from this permanent exile it then you may cast a transform without paying its mana cost so nothing so as you were saying like vindicates like destroying it vindicate destroy target permanence the last one's Woo-hoo. not removed it's just it's, it's done you don't get to cast the yeah, exile but if uh invasion of ergamon is on three defense loyalties and you do lightning bolt it yep that removes them the last one is removed. That's an intrinsic triggered ability. State based action. State based. So this yes. is something that can't be. Intera- so interacted this is with. not interacted with. Yeah. You can counter the spell being cast. Though, Correct. Because but it gets cast. You can't respond to yep. this. This is the this last is one, one of those situations like, <laughs> like the blood moon effect we the talked about a long time ago. Oh my god. Other but you'll yeah, see like these, ten episodes ago. Yeah. These these state based action effects in part of the game are things you cannot respond to. Like it's the, the same as to also check to make yep, sure that the game is same, same as also through. like Urza saga. When someone hits the last chapter in Urza saga and goes and finds an artifact from their deck, you cannot respond and say something or do something to try to, to avoid it. Like the classic, they usually grab, grab a pithy needle, which yep. means your, your fate has been sealed and you need to do everything you can before the chapter hits. Yes. There is no, once that chapter hits, the search goes it's gone. Yes. Like it's out the window. You can't get it back. You want to do it before the main phase. Exactly. Beginning of upkeep is a good time. Before yes. drawing your time. Uh but yeah, so like this is kind of nice. This is I like how they keep it that way. Now, on the other part, like we were going to talk about with Teferi, like I said, yeah. with modern. So so here, here <laughs> this says when this ability uh is an intrinsic trigger ability, when this last defense counter is removed from this permanent, exile it, you may cast a transform. Meaning when the last one is removed, you are still in the damage step. Yep. Damage step gets removed before damage ends. You're not in a main phase. Yep. So things like Teferi 3, which mean which which Reach has the the static ability of you can only cast spells. Things, spells on uh at sorcery, at sorcery speed. speed. There we go. At sorcery speed. So anything outside of that where you normally could, like your uh cascade effects, this, your um uh suspend counters coming off, uh, or you're cheating those out either too. If it's not in the main phase like it's supposed to be, you don't get it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So if it's in a different phase and the card does not have that speed ability, which with the fairy, it doesn't matter anyways. It doesn't have it. Another thing of note, uh, Dranith Magistrates is another one that gets it because you're casting it. Yep, because it exiles and it's coming from, from outside of outside your, hand. your hand. Noted, I was corrected by uh, uh, Carnifer on the Discord okay. about Knowledge Pool. Knowledge Pool reads cast from hand. Yeah, I missed that. I missed that text part. I thought knowledge pool. Was knowledge like, pool is kind of so a you can, T three plus, uh, Dranith in a sense. So what it, it yeah. it's designed behind. So knowledge pool doesn't stop a siege from getting cast because it's not from your hand. It just gets boop exile and then you may cast it. And noted, 
it does trigger anything that says if you cast do a thing kind of thing if you yeah. have on the battlefield because it is officially a cast uh, a couple other things a siege enters this battlefield its controller cho- its controller chooses an opponent f- to be its protector a siege is controller we answered your question pretty easily there if you destroy it with an abrupt decay yeah. it's like what we're yeah. talking about no it no it's got to the counters have to get removed so yes uh so vi- like like we we're saying vindicate assassin's trophy abrupt decay does not do it it just destroys it but if you lightning bolt it, if whatever lightning bolt to attack it, if you have something, and that this also too oh, is removing gonna, hex, uh, removing counters, hex, uh, uh, vampire hex mage, or the whole sh- 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 hold on. Oh, am I getting ahead of something? You're getting ahead a bit here. We'll be talking about those, but yes, and not things, in this bit. No, no, no. In the contra currency, we'll talk about that. So stop. In the contra currency, shush. Oh, so yeah, if removing counters. So let's say um, something that's like. Uh, what's the the like bio shift remove? No, that just moves plus one counters. Power conduit, uh, good example. Power conduit that removes counters. Like if you have a siege, anything, on, anything that just moves counters, like yeah, something that has can to move a counter removed for a card. It, that's a part of that whole cycle of optional things too. So, but the thing is, it's all it's all based around the counters have to be removed in some form or fashion. Uh, the battle can be dealt damage and target of spells and or abilities that target any damage dealt to a battle causes that many defense counters to be removed from it. A battle can be attacked by all players. If a battle has no defense counters on it and isn't the source of a triggered ability that has triggered but not yet left the stack, that battle is put into the owner's graveyard. Example, Vindicate. Destroy target permanent. Uh, Assassin's Creed. Destroy target permanent. Assassin's Creed? You mean Assassin's Trophy? Assassin's Trophy. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Let's go to the next stuff. Yeah. So, so I, I, I feel we I feel we did pretty good on discussing yep. uh, battles. battles. Oh, I do want to pick your brain. So it, subtype sieges. We did mention that uh, traps or something could be or a thing. skirmishers, skirmishes or assassinations as other types of battles coming in the future. And they do indicate that there could be more types of battle subtypes coming out. So that's think, interesting to think about. I think if we're going to get lucky at seeing any battles coming anytime soon, it might be in the Lord of the Rings stuff because there's major battles that happen there. So that's where I would I'd definitely assume... Is that the summer set this that's is, coming? This is the summer set that's replacing okay. Modern Horizons yeah. slash whatever specialty set they do for the summer. So yeah. I, I'd so say that we're going to we're gonna see that in uh, mid to late June, I think. So... Um, but yeah, no, I, it's, uh, I mean, they're great. Let's just, let's be honest. They're fucking great. So next up, do you want to read this or you want me to read this? Do you have it pulled up on your phone? I don't have a pull up on phone. You can go and read it. Okay. So next we have backup. We won't have to get too detailed for these next ones. Yeah. These ones are pretty straightforward. Backup is when this creature enters the battlefield, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. If that's another creature, it gains the following ability until end of turn. And all these creatures with backup have an ability of something like this one that they have here is Bola Slinger. It's uh, has backup one, and then whenever this creature attacks, tap target artifact or creature and opponent controls. So that ETBs, you have another creature, let's just say a grizzly bear, because that's just like the generic thing to always do, two mana, two, two. You cast, you have uh, grizzly bear in the turn before, turn three, or turn four, you cast bull slinger, enters the battlefield, you put the plus one, plus one counter on the grizzly bear. The grizzly bear does not have summoning sickness and gains this ability. He's with got my pl- ability. With a plus one plus one counter, one counter. It, uh, like it's a it's a quick soul. What's the one from soul Avis? bond? Soul. It's a quick soul bond kind of thing. A non. It's a, soul a once bond. and done soul bond. Yeah, 
That was the way that I thought about it when I first saw it. Yeah. And they got different things like that as well. Um, another example is uh, Death Greeters Champion has dash for three and a red, backup one, and double strike. So that means... You can give your creature double strike. Yes. It also counts for keyword abilities like trample flying, double strike, and stuff. Yep. So, and they did a pretty good job at also making sure that they put whatever the creature can gain is after the backup italicized text and everything yes so that I gives you appreciate so that's an that's an easy way to remember what the creature you're going to give the backup to now there is a is a, it's a commander card that has triple backup on it yes which is really cool so yes. that means you can give three different creatures backup and it does specify on the card that each one triggers individually yep with backup because it's like backup one Comma, backup, backup, backup one, one comma, comma backup, backup one. one. Just like Cascade, comma, Cascade, comma, Cascade for the big Hydra Apex thing Devastator. Uh, that dinosaur, right? Was that dinosaur? Or yeah, was that no, a... it's, Apex, it's Apex Devastator. Yeah, yeah. So, so you get you get separate instances of that, which is pretty cool. And then we have the new mechanic, which I'm pretty sure from our Blogatog talk, this is like a revisited uh, kind of changed mechanic, wasn't it? Uh, like the morph kind of a thing. I'll have to go back and look. But okay, you you continue. So next is incubate, which also includes transforming tokens, the first of its kind. Here, uh, they give the card example of Chrome Host Seed Shark, blue two, Frexian Shark, two four, flying. When you cast a non-creature spell, incubate X, where X is that spell's mana value. Now, incubating is you create an incubator token with X plus one plus one counters on it, and it has pay to transform this artifact. It transforms into a zero zero Phyrexian artifact creature. So an incubator token is an artifact token that enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters equal to whatever the incubate number is. Yep. I think the largest one they said was incubate six as a number, and it's on like an a common for draft or whatever and stuff. Yeah. But Otherwise, other than the, the variable X ones, the variable X ones, they can be huge based on whatever they are. But yeah, for for a base number, I think incubate six is the biggest. Yeah. Um. That was on. Who was it? It wasn't Mark Turian. Yeah, it was Mark Turian or Tayback. I think it was Tayback. Tayback was on with a blog or uh, a drive to work talking about it. Draft. But anyways, that that one's pretty uh, straightforward. Uh, it's a new keyword ability that has a number incubate n means to create an incubator token that has enters the battlefield with n plus one plus one counters on it. Previously, only transforming double face. Oh yeah, this is an interesting thing here too because they're changing the the rules of some double face cards now that they have these tokens here. Yep. So previously, only transforming transforming double face cards could transform. Since incubator tokens aren't cards, the rules are broadening slightly to allow transforming double-faced permanence to transform and there's going to be some things now that they've been incorporating a lot of like copy effects yep like copy a permanent things like this where you could copy an incubate token is going to matter but not to the degree that you want like uh, if the token has a thing of like where it, uh, if the thing copies it transforms you have to exile it and it's a token the copy is a token it exiles loses that ability and is just gone forever yeah well, that is there's also plus one plus one counters part too. So like, you're gonna have a zero zero. Yes, <laughs> they don't have plus one plus one counters. Yeah, and on then them. it's just a two. It's just an artifact that enters the battlefield. That pay two and you transform it. Now don't get me wrong. An artifact is an artifact. People like food. There, People like treasures. There's People some like clues. cool combos you can do with like artifacts enter the battlefield part. Yeah, that still matters. It does. So, 
So uh, this change will also apply to tokens that are created as copies of other transforming double-faced permanents or as copies of transforming double-faced transforming double cards and zones other than the battlefield. For example, if you control a flame channeler and an effect creates a token that's a copy of it, the resulting permanent is a transforming double-faced token that's a copy of flame channeler. It enters the battlefield with its front face up and it can transform. If it does, it will become Embodiment of Flame, the back face of Flame Chan Channeler. Similarly, if you control an Embodiment of Flame, which is the backside, and create a token that is a copy of it, the token would uh, the token would be the same transforming double face token, but it would enter with its back face up. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is going to be important. Like with, uh, I think this is going to have some interesting implications with werewolves specifically yeah. of how they transform. Um, I don't think it gets around the daylight night, uh, daylight nightlight thing with that. But with the <laughs> daylight nightlights, <laughs> but with the original Innistrad ones, yeah, the original where, ones and the ones that came out in uh, Shadows. And I think it might also would it interact with uh, the Flipwalkers as well this way if something like copies a permanent then. Uh, maybe because they they have to exile them after they meet requirement. Okay. Oh yeah. So yeah, that won't happen then because you the token that would get exiled would be gone for good. So there. Yeah. Okay. It, it's the same as the token here. Um, new plane chase rule terms chaos ensues. Yes, which is just the the chaos roll symbol, which I don't think they came out with the, the official term of chaos ensues. It's just you roll the chaos symbol, do this, and so yeah. that that little symbol that's on the bottom of the plane chase card, chaos ensues, means when you roll that little symbol, do the thing. That's on the old cards too. They just yes. added. They just added chaos ensues now. Yes, it used to be just you do the chaos thing, and then that's it. Uh, then you got things like uh, the the Will of the Planeswalkers, which these is, are really cool cards. Yes, I'm uh, excited about these. Path of the Pyromancer, four red sorcery. Discard all the cards in your hand. Add red for each card discarded this way. Then draw that many cards plus one. Will of the Planeswalkers. Starting with you, each player votes for Planeswalk or Chaos. If Planeswalk gets more votes, Planeswalk. planeswalk. Yep. Chaos gets more vo votes than Chaos ensues, which means you trigger. And if you tie, the, it's always Chaos ensues. Yes. And then it's just that little symbol it at the bottom the ability of the so, card. So either we're going to a new place or we're going to have the chaos happen. Yes. Which is fine. And it's just it's just like cleaning up the words of what Planes Chase was 11 year, 12 years ago now. It was 2011 or 2010 when Planes Chase first came out. I want to say it was 2010 or nine. Okay, somewhere it's in there. Older. It, was be, then, it was before the Mirrodin stuff came out. And then there was the second... The second revisiting of Mirrodin. There was the second round of Planes Chase cards that came after... Yeah, the plane, uh, the the yeah, EDA, the they, commander decks. They were a part of. <sighs> I'm trying to think. Come on, history man. I know it's a lot of stuff here. I mean, take um, the time. We got a 24 hour live stream to do. <laughs> no, no, we don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was after we it was before. Uh, I want to say it was during like Return to Ravnica. They kind of brought some because it was I do it was the transitioning of like it was either before or after Return to Ravnica. I'll double check this, but it was somewhere in there because it was like, we're going to reintroduce plane chase stuff and that's where they brought more cards out. So it was kind of nice. So the next bit of the release notes here, they get into more of the card specific notes. We're running low on time. We'll link that down below if you want to get into card specific that's notes right. of like things like Alabaster Host, Incursionist, Ancient Imperiosaur, and like just knowing more of the intricacies of how these new cards are supposed to be working. If you have questions, this link will help you so much. So that's right. There's that. I don't know what the card. I don't know what the thing was though that I was looking for because the 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 teaser piece. 
this is where I thought it was the incubation. I don't remember if it's not, but it was just their teaser for Morrow's thing. It said a variant of a mechanic returns to a premiere set for the second time since it originally appeared. Oh, he was, uh, he was, I think that one, he later went on his blog at all and said it was actually three times and it's convoke. Okay. So it's, it's convoke. Yeah. He just got, the I was, number, I was just thinking, got the, he just got the number wrong. Okay. So, okay. That's the one. I just wanted to know what it was. Cause I was, that was the thing I couldn't figure out for sure. Cause I was looking through everything in the mechanics. I'm like, yeah, I think as soon as Convoke came out, people went on his blog times like, was this what you meant? And then he came out with a correction saying, yeah, because he yes, has Convoke I got, I got the number wrong. Con- yeah, because Convoke came back, not... It came in It came in one of the rounding sets as a and thing. And it came as a core set. I was going to say the core set. So was it 2014 or 20... It wasn't 2015. It was 2015 before Origins. Well, wherever Stoke the Flames came out of. Sto- yeah, Stoke the Flames came out Stoke of that because Flames. it's also of uh, obedient or blind, not blind obedience, whatever the obedience. It's like four black, black, gain control yeah. of a creature or return yeah. a creature from any graveyard. And yep. it has convoke. Yep, and that's and that was a thing. Yeah, it was, 20, this is this co- is course twenty fifteen. I think that's was was that one. Well, technically, this is a thir- this is a fourth time. Original Ravnica. Original Ravnica. And then it came. They had it in Return to Ravnica because you had the Venerated Loxodon. Venerated Loxodon. No, the, the, that was in Allegiance. Not Return to Ravnica. Yeah, but it's also in a core set. Yeah, in the core set. So this, so would, be this would be four. Four premier sets. Oh, premier sets. Core set wouldn't count for premier set. Then. Core set doesn't count for a premier set? No, core set's a filler. Okay. Premier sets are so then, premier yeah, sets are only... He, he did specifically so he's say. right and we said. Premier sets are the uh, spring, summer, fall, and winter sets of, the, of the main so the core didn't. sets that for so standard. Core 15 didn't count for this. But it, no. it was convoked. But it was but in there, though. It was in there. So it's the fourth time we've seen it as players, but it's the third time in premiere set. And the cool thing is we're seeing more in the red and blue space with this. Oh, and black. And black. And but, white. But red, red and blue is where, like, the yeah. draft archetype is where they're really expanding into yeah. that space of, like, making tokens, tapping them to cast big spells. All right, Matt. Are you ready to play some weekly winners on the counter currency stuff? Do I click on the link to like look at the cards? or No, you no. can't anymore. Okay. I can't anymore? Okay. Let's do this. Yep. All right. So we're starting it off. We have our normal weekly winners from last Friday. Once again, they put it out every Friday so we can read every Monday for you guys. Because like Matt, I'm guessing a lot of us, a lot of you guys don't read either. <laughs> but if you like to read it, though, it's actually your read. There's a lot of good information in there. And they do have a lot of good information when um, I was reading them. So starting off with the modern... Oh, also mentioned, too, there was an article that was written by one of their guys talking about uh, modern time series stuff, oh, which has a, a lot one. about fetch lines. It's really good to read, actually. Yeah. Uh, a quick side note with that. like yep. Marsh Flats is like within the 10 to $12 range right now, and then you got like a bunch of other fetch lands moving down in price. Just yep. kind of want to highlight that. Keep an keep, eye out. Keep an eye on your fetch lands. If you want to play modern, you need them fetch lands. I mean, you now don't, but it's the time to start getting them. Yeah. They're cheap. Uh, so, weekly winner number one, we have Dan Dan from the Arabian Nights. Is that the fish thing that the game's been made about? Yep. Okay. Uh, it is up 505% to $3.81. Dan Dan is a two blue summon Dan Dan, summon fish, that cannot attack if defending player controls no islands. If at any time you control no islands, you may bury Dan Dan. Or no, you bury Dan Dan. There's no man. You are going to put that fish into the grave. Um, yeah, so this is going back to basically, uh, well, I'm just going to ask you because you probably know the answer already because it's Dan Dan. 
Why is this going up in price right now? The format, Dan Dan. Yeah, you got it. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, and the only reason why I know this is because Moxfield actually officially made Dan Dan one of their formats that you can create decks for. Yep. And then, and then that, that's where I kind of saw all the stuff up on Twitter uh, for that shit. Yep. We got our price. Oh, come on. Come on, phone. Oh, I really wish I had a computer right now. Get get good. I'm going to slap you. Two-step program. Shut up. You want me to give you the paper? How about I put my foot into your face? Does that get good for you? Does it help you get good? All right. Low price for this card is 75 cents. Average is $4.44. Market price is $2.87. And the European average is 43 cents. Oh, boy. Uh, Yep. And then the printings for this card, of course, are the Arabian Nights one. Which is going for twenty eight dollars and fifty six cents U.S. eleven fifty seven for Euro, fifth edition. It's the average price. Uh, fifth edition is white border too. Right? Yep. Okay. Fifth edition is white border. There's a time shifted version of this as well. Is there? <laughs> yeah, I've never seen this one yet, but I'll we'll get to that. And there's also a Renaissance version, which is only a is European that, one. Yeah, I was supposed to say, is that the supplemental product? They, 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 if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Renaissance also had some special forest lands that came out in that yeah. like supplemental product. So, uh, and then, like again, uh, market price, average price is what people are. Market price is what people are buying for. Average, average price, price is, is what, selling. Yeah, what sellers are trying to sell for. Yep. So we just reiterate that for Garrett, like we always do. Yes. Because I missed it the last time I did this. So we're trying to be on top of this, Garrett. Don't worry. Big G, we're trying. Don't, don't be mad at us. So, yeah, of course, Dan Dan, uh, something we talked about in a past couple articles before, too, was Crystal Spray that was going up in price. Once again, this is about the entire format. This is about the whole thing. This was a very obvious reason why this one was moving. I don't know how to play the format, but people are intrigued by it. It's a a fun, different format for people to play for the Forgetful Fish. Um, I, I would like to play this once, to tell you the truth. But I feel like this is also something that I would never play again after I played it once because I don't think it's that amazing. But if you need to pass some time, this is a thing you can do. So, and it's a 80-card deck that someone builds and brings. It's um, the same as like uh, playing the uh, whatever one, the Judge's Tower and stuff like that. Um, Actually, I don't know if you know this, but no. Dan Dan is the the purest form of how to play Magic the Gathering, Anthony. Nerd! All right, moving on. Get good. Get good, kids. All right, we're moving on. Number two is Vampire Hexmage, and this is the time-shifted one from the Time Spiral Remastered. I think I... I it is moving up 224%, which is $5.77. Now, we're going to tell you a little bit about the other pricing for this card real quick while Matt thinks about why this card is moving up uh, there's so many options of why this card is moving up i know legacy has the uh the merit lage combo mm-hmm. that's probably picking up in, in the period that's that's probably wh- why like people want to play in the tri-city uh, the tri-city the legacy yeah, tri-city yeah, yeah. uh event and everybody knows that uh legacy lands is the deck to be playing so it's only because of the region here yeah you keep thinking about that so the average low price is a dollar <laughs> average price that we're trying to sell it for there 523 <clears throat> market price is three dollars and eight cents the foil version of this one from the remastered time time shifted card 39 dollars and 50 cents 39 39 dollars and 50 cents woof european average for this card 86 cents christian get on it christian get on these cards man they're so cheap for you uh yeah arbitrage so, bitch uh yeah 
So why is this moving up in price, Matt? Specifically, why you're not asking the format? I'm just asking specifically. It's moving up again. I, I teased this earlier that you stopped me from. Yeah. It's because of uh, battles. How we were talking about the key yes. part of when the last one is removed is when that intrinsic triggered ability happens. And you get that bell to transform and do cool things. Yep, as they say in here, I'm sure of, I'm sure some of you may must know Vampire Hex Mage. This card, this creature with only the cost of two black pips can sacrifice itself and remove all the counters from a target permanent. It occasionally is seen in Lacey decks in the combination of Dark Depths by sacrificing it to remove all the counters from Dark Depths. Get yourself a 2020 Indestructible Flying Merit Lage token. Since you can do this at instant speed, and you can do it at the end of your opponent's turn and start swinging with your avatar on your turn, uh, all the while, the card still sees in play in Legacy, but that doesn't seem to be the main reason for it moving up, because this is for March of the Machines' new battle cards. So yes, as they also go to mention in this Ooh. article to explain that with this new Siege subtype, because this is all we have, but this is what the basis of the subtype does, is all about the counters being removed. They also noted other cards that are starting to move up in price as well, like Vampire Hexmage, is Hex Parasite. Yes. And Hex Parasite is rising in price dramatically, uh, about 80%, so it's up to $8.93. But this is only because it has only ever been printed in New Phyrexia. Yes. That is why it's moving up pretty heftily. Um, Hex Parasite also has been noted, too, that it's moving because of the new Tom Bombadil card that was spoiled for the Saga commander deck style play and everything. And this is something that, like, uh, Urza players use two for a little bit in a cool Urza Saka package. I tried it one it's, it's a one drop, so you can tutor it up with Urza yep, Saka here. You can tutor it up, and all you gotta do is pay uh, X and, and then Black life. Phyrexian two life, two life most you're always time. Paying two life, you never. And you're, then you're just gonna move counters from target permanent and give Hex Parasite plus X plus zero. It's a one one insect artifact creature Phyrexian really insect now. Um, but another card they didn't say on here that I had mentioned as a side thing to stop you from talking about what you're talking about with Hex Parasite. Hex, Hex Mage. Vampire Hex Mage. Vampire Hex Mage was Power Conduit. Yes. Power Conduit is another card, too, that people should be watching for. I bet you, I can bet you that within the next week to two weeks, you will see Power Conduit on a rise of price and be say it, said to something for this as well. Because, like, when these battles start hitting people's hands and building decks and different things, like, we're going to see that. Nesting Grounds is another one that just moves counters itself but uh, that's an older is that older or no that's that? the, that's the new land it's only been printed twice it got a list printing and it was printed in a commander deck okay but i'm saying though pay. it's not modern playable though right it's not modern it's legacy player, so but. this is where i'm like i'm gonna push that out there as a thing because like legacy is legacy for stuff but uh modern playable cards that can do things like this like definitely keep an eye on these types of cards I mean, right now it's you know average price is a dollar ninety nine. Market price is for dollars. power conduit. This is power conduit. Dollar yep. uh, seventeen for the market foils, of course. Like most everything in foil from older stuff is really expensive. Twenty four fifty. European average seventy two cents. I have I have two playsets of these actually because I got them before they got really big. This is the only cha- place that you can get a foil is the, the original mirroring printing because yep. it had a second printing in the streets of New Commander decks. Commander decks. Commander deck only. But that. Still, though, is not a lot of places to get this card. Yeah, you remove a counter from a permanent one then, at a time, and it's an and artifact. Then, and then you have to put a charge counter or a plus one plus one counter on either. You put a charge counter artifact, or you put a plus one plus one counter target artifact, target creature. Cool thing to note: you can just put the charge counters on the power conduit. Yeah, 
It which I've done that all the time. Yeah, it's like with the bills I made for those do, things. It's just like so, remove a counter, put it on this. What do I do? How does the, this is one I wanted to? Yeah, you look it up. I'm gonna go on to the next one now. Then. So, anyways, that's that's with the vampire hex mage, hex parasite, and near future the good old uh, power conduit. Now we're moving on to number three, Kinsbale Cavalier. This card moving up 290. Wait, wait, wait. what's it called? Kinsbale Cavalier. A card you probably wouldn't know about because you're not old like me. I'm going to guess it's Kinsbale Cavalier. Kinsbale. Is that a a Kithkin? Hey, you're on top of that. Okay. It is a Kithkin. Good job at nomenclature of stuff. Uh, So, yeah, it is is moving up to $17 right now. Uh, Kinsbale Cavalier is three and one white, two, two Kithkin Knight. That says night creatures you control have double strike. Matt, why do you think this is moving up? No, keep your the card. We can't, get, we can't jump the That's, gun. Remember the flow. flow. Yeah, we got to read the, the flow. flow. The flow. The flow. As Big G would say, the flow. The flow. All right, we'll read up about the prices and everything. Uh, but yes, this is a card out of Morning Tide. Um, also to note, too, this is literally in like very small amount of printings. I know it's Morning Tide, of course. There's also a Duels deck, Knight versus Dragons had one. Oh, shit. Because uh, yeah. it's, it's, you know, the old thing they did. Yeah. Otherwise, nope, that's it. That's all you get. Morning Tide and the Knights versus Dragons. That's all you got them for. All right. Uh, low price of $14.99. Average price, $19.97. Market price is $12.25. Foils, $43.99. Oofta. Once again, you cannot reiterate this enough. Older cards with foils have hefty prices. Also, They're older better. foils are better than new yeah. foils. So that's why people love those foils. And then, of course, your European average is three euros and 25 cents. Get on it, Christian. Christian, we need some cards. Please get them for us. I need to play a set of these because they're Kithkin. That's not it. even just get it for us. Just get it for yourself. Do the arbitrage, dude. Give us an update on how much money you've made just arbitraging that shit. Get that shit and then go sell it to the Americans. Even better. Uh, so anyways, why do you think this is moving up in price, Matt? You said knights, and I know that there's like a knight sub-theme going on, and so it's because of the knights. The knight you are correct. In the upcoming Commander March on the Machine set, we see the new Cavalier Charge Precon, which revolves around knights with Sadar Jabari of Zelfir as the commander. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I'm not going to read the explanation behind this. We all understand. This is this is moving up in price because of Knights. New Knight Commander deck came out. This is no different than we saw the spike with this back when the other Knights Commander stuff came out before and everything with Thrones of Eldraine. So Brothers War as well. Brothers War got a boost because they had some Knights. They, stuff had, in they there. had a minor thing that pushed it. It wasn't as big as the Throne of Eldraine stuff. Though. It got people hyped though. There were a did. lot of talk, especially it did. the uh, Amu. He was a little tilted because that Knights specific land was white blue. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the are white um, red. <laughs> but also to keep an eye on, though, this is another important thing: is also Knight Exemplar, the secret layer version, has showing an uptick in this week's interest from moving up to nineteen dollars and ninety-two cents, which is a hundred and five percent increase. Good for that. So, on to cheap pickups. We're gonna make this fast so we get moving. Yes, platinum. All right, cheap pickups. Platinum Angel, the one from the Brothers War Retro version, is on the move up for three dollars and sixty nine cents. Uh, it's been card. identified by the Penny and Premium stuff, featuring as a card that has reached its bottom and starting to consistently uptrend. We have Tiller Engine at five dollars and three cents, slowly moving down. This is one of the Commander staple pieces that came out of 
the this was Dominar United. Yes. Yep, the Dominar United uh, stuff for set boosters and commander decks stuff. So, uh, or no, th- this was a this wasn't in the commander decks. Oh yeah, it is. Which I can't remember how the set booster stuff works. Do they set, make do no, they no, make no. special cards? So, yeah, they're, they're, for the set booster stuff, it's only in set boosters. They have ten or eleven. Cards yeah, they make. So this was one that, that are not in the decks. Yes, you can. And this was open. one that was the set booster side. Okay, so this is set booster side, um, and then we have from the newest. Uh, jumpstart 2022 stuff auntie blight bad influence she is uh i should well we know what to learn we talked about that auntie blight's a newer one we all know platinum angel too uh but she is a two and a red legendary creature devil advisor two two with flying whenever a source you control deals damage to you put that many plus one plus encounters on auntie blight you can pay one and a red tapper remove x plus one plus encounters from auntie blight it deals x damage to any target she is on the slow tick down from eight dollars and sixty nine cents. I feel that might be important in that uh, all will be one style deck where you're putting counters and dealing damage, kind of a thing. Yeah, I mean, except she doesn't. Eh, whenever source deals damage to you, put source deals it to you though. Yeah. So, but then it gets Point put one's counters on it, which would trigger good card the, to add to it. It's yes. not an infinite combo. Yeah, build, not an infinite combo. It's just a good card for that. It's a good card for that. For and so that's your moves. Uh, like we said too, read the fetch line article. Really good this week and. What do we got next, Matt? Uh, we're going to make it really quick. Check out TCG Sniper. You want to get notified on any of these cards. They're a price tracking website that will notify you via text, Discord, email, on whatever card that you set or product, because you can also put products on there. They go off of TCG Player. You get that directly to you. You click the link. You get sent to there, and you snipe out that deal. It's really good. I just uh, We've been getting notified on Force of Wills dropping down in price. Croxa? Croak says now ten dollars under ten dollars before it was like a twenty dollar card now yeah. it's it's dropping it's dropping that's good so you get you get notified of shit like that of stuff moving down in price or also things moving up in price if you want to be notified when force of will starts to break a hundred dollars again you can set that notification because it probably will it's uh, force of will yeah the sets that is brought out recently it, they're Dominator gonna master they're gonna go come and go so that means once again things will rise again on price. Yes. So, Big yeah. shocker. TCGsniper.com. Mention the guys over at This Week in MTG sent you. You get three months free of their plus uh, membership. membership, which gets you 50 cards. No. Unlimited. This is unlimited. This is unlimited. Uh, unlimited products and stuff that you can enter in and get notified of. If you just go for the base version, which is still worth it, you get 15. 15 of anything for products. So, there you go. Which is good. And you just rotate out through that. TCGsniper.com. They are badasses. Let us know we sent you. Let them know we sent you. Let them know we sent you. There we go. <laughs> Let us know we sent you. Hey, you guys, you sent us. Hey, they sent us here. <laughs> but I think that's the end of this episode. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. I think this episode is technically under two hours because uh, we we had like a 15-minute... Uh, Open session yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and It'll like, be fine. It'll still yeah. be around an hour and a half. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Like We get things done still, okay? Garrett's going to give a shit because he'll be like, he, I well, do it in an hour. <laughs> I, I did it in an hour by myself. <laughs> you know what? We also had more stuff to read for the both of us and changing things to on the fly. Damn it, Danny. But thank you, Legendary Magic Folk, for making the end of this episode of This Week in NTG number... I don't remember what number we're on. 182. I can't see. There's an armbar oh, in the way. armbar. 182. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you to the Patreons who think that this content... Ju- er, I'm going to take a quick second and retry that. The whole thing? No, just the part I messed up on. And thank you to I'm our Patreons 
who think that this content you just listen to is worth supporting. We'd also like to thank J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming for sponsoring us. And if you are looking for anything match-related, go check them out. Now, if neither of you, neither of us, have anything <laughs> else uh, you want to say, we'll see you next week. Matt, do you got anything? Uh, 24-hour live stream. It'll happen one day. I don't have anything else. Uh, and, yeah. Congratulations, you made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much! <laughs>